Hello, and welcome to your third week of the MedChefs podcast series. Um, the theme for the week is life happening. And so in the Right Plate series, there'll be kind of practical steps to take to continue to achieve your goals, even when things aren't going according to plan. And in the Mindset series that I'm offering, I'm going to be offering you some skills for with for the inner aspect for the for the your inner life like what's happened how do we work with things not going the way we'd planned how do we skillfully respond reflect and respond as opposed to react you know uh to things not going our way and I'd like to start by just categorizing well what what is what is it like what is our inner life like when things aren't going our way? And it's it really, what's really nice is that it's simple, right? There's things that we don't want to be happening. And sometimes we can have a huge uh, mental and emotional reaction to that, or just very subtle, a subtle irritation that things not going our way. And then there's wanting things. And so whether you're in kind of a, you know, you had a plan and things aren't going to plan and you're in like, I don't want this to be happening. I want to be able to eat the way I plan to eat and, and the things aren't available to me in my space. Um, how do we work with not wanting what's going on? And then there's the wanting piece, which is kind of the other side of the coin. Like, I really want that donut. I really want that bowl of ice cream. I really want things that aren't really what I'd set out for myself, you know, and I think that that's uh, predictable. I think we can kind of plan on things not going according to plan. And, um, and so, uh, so a proper uh, mindset skill set, you know, will include working with things not going according to plan. And so let's review real quick what's going on up to this point. So we've got the three minutes in the morning uh, to kind of get your, your game on to practice your sitting and breathing skills, your calm abiding skills, your connecting skills. And then throughout the day, there's just the three breaths that you're taking before each meal. And then whenever you want to hit a reset button, you can just pause and do the three breaths. Um, and today I want to introduce how we can use that inner resourcefulness that we're cultivating in the three minutes and then the three breaths for when life happens. And the first thing I wanna draw your attention to is that the work that you've done up to now has made you a little more connected to your physical and emotional status than you would have been two weeks ago. Regardless of where you start, when you begin a meditative practice like the breath work we're doing uh, and the posture work we're doing, we just become a little more clear about what's happening internally. Like, you know, if we're sad, if we're angry, if we're hungry, if we're full, we just kind of, it's more available to us. Our inner life is more available to us. And this sets the stage for knowing when we're in a reaction. Uh, my tradition wouldn't call it a reaction. It, it literally calls it a contracted state. When we're in wanting or not wanting, we kind of physically and mentally contract into this is what I want right now or this is what I don't want right now. And they call, my teachers call these contracted states unskillful because we reduce life to 
either getting what we want or not getting what we want. And usually life is a little more nuanced than that. You know, usually there are more options than either like eating this donut or not <laughs> eating this donut, right? There's more to life than just that kind of binary thing that happens when we get contracted into wanting and not wanting. And so how to respond, the, the assumption is that we will actually fall into the contracted states of wanting and not wanting, that we'll be in a conversation and the topic will come up and where we were open and kind of, you know, available to whatever the situation, all of a sudden we contract and we're like, no, I want to make my point right now. Or no, I don't want to be in this conversation because it went to a different place than I expected. Um, and in that moment, instead of just running with, <laughs> with wanting or not wanting, what I've been trained to do is to reflect as opposed to react, you know, to, to cultivate reflection and, you know, th this kind of calm abiding and clear seeing. And I was given a specific set of responses to being contracted into wanting and not wanting. The first is just to recognize. So the acronym is RAIN, R-A-I-N. And the first is just to recognize, oh, this is happening. So um, I would suggest to you that um, the moment you recognize you're in a, your body is contracting, your mind is contracting, your breath is contracting around wanting or not wanting, that this is when you can put your posture work and your breath work into action. On, to, to change your point of view. It's really amazing if you change it, you move a muscle, change a feeling kind of thing. Um, if you notice that you physically contract, well then you can lengthen that spine and open up that heart and release the extra effort, right? And so that's, you recognize, oh, I'm in this contracted state and I can just subtly change, I don't have to leave the room, I can subtly change my posture and subtly deepen my breath. And without drawing a lot of attention to myself, just be a little more aware of my inner life. And so with that recognition, I would suggest comes a response. The second thing that you're working with, the A, and we're just gonna do R and A for today and we'll do I and N you know, for tomorrow and next time. The second thing you're working with is what's called the, sec the, the second dart. So we're having a contraction, we're angry, and then we get angry about being angry. Like, why am I angry about, you know, why am I not being the person who doesn't contract in this moment? We get angry that we've become angry, we become afraid. Oh my God, I'm afraid. You know, my son has a little bit of that. He competes a lot and he, get ang he gets anxious. And one of the things that we're, we work with him around is that the fact that you're anxious doesn't mean that your chances of success have been reduced, right? The second dart kind of makes us angry that we're angry or afraid that we're afraid. And the A, you know, we first we recognize that we're in this contraction and then the A is about just accepting, oh, this is what's happening. And it, 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 it dials down the second dart. We're anxious, but we don't have to get anxious about being anxious. We can just accept, oh, this is what's happening right now, or we're angry. If I'm in a, you know, a conflict with another human being and I get angry, and then I'm angry at myself for being angry, I'm just going to get kind of lost in anger. But if I'm angry and I can accept that I'm angry, then I can start making um, better choices. I can, I, can, I can come into my body, into my breath, 
I can um, lower my tone as I talk to the person to say, you know, maybe this isn't a good time to have this conversation. And so all of a sudden there's options besides just getting what I want um, or avoiding what I don't want. I can start to um, move from my value system and I can move from compassion. I can move from the wisdom my life has offered me. I mean, most of us have been around for a while. We know that we know what we really want in our relationships. We know what we really want in the work that we do. And this recognizing that we're in wanting or not wanting and then accepting it really opens the door to a number of wise and compassion, compassionate moves. Uh, but by the way, this compassion begins with ourselves. We, it's like for me, to recognize and accept that I'm in a contracted state allows me to be more compassionate to the person I'm with. But it's been really important to me to acknowledge that treating someone else with respect is a form of self-compassion. That I really don't want to move from a contracted state in my relationships. Um, even as like a, you know, a dog owner, I just don't want to be interacting with my, this dog who's been with me for eight or nine years I don't want to react to her. I want to be kind and loving to her because she's my dog, you know, and I love dogs. And so it's an act of self-compassion to be self-aware, to recognize, I'm. oh, this is the time in which I become impatient with my kids or impatient with my wife or impatient with my dog or my neighbor. I kind of recognize, oh, this is the state. There's a phrase that's called the near cause right before I do this, I'm like this. So the near cause of me being impatient is a certain physical state, a certain breathing state, a mental state. I'm making some mental assumptions, you know? And if I can recognize and accept, oh, this is the near cause of unskillful behavior. This state is where, I, where I'm at when I tend to react. And then I can use... You know, I, that's part of the three minutes in the morning, right, is I'm practicing coming into a posture that's empty of all this tension. I'm practicing using a breath that relieves me of this mental um, contractedness and gets me back into a spacious ease. And so recognizing and accepting when we're triggered, you know, when we're contracted, when we're in wanting or not wanting is um, the first step in making a positive response, a creative response to a situation as opposed to simply reacting out of our past conditioning. So I'm going to wrap this up with just a, um, a breathing technique that I think will um, support you as you apply uh, recognizing and accepting to a difficult situation. So let's get the let's get rooted and let's get our long spine and our open heart and just choose to be awake. And so there's that coming into the body. As you're sitting, know that you're sitting. Become awake to the physical experience of sitting. And as you're breathing in, know that you're breathing in. And as you're breathing out, know that you're breathing out. And begin to rest in the felt experience of sitting and breathing.
Now I'd like you to breathe in through the nose, taking that slow, deep breath in through the nose. And then breathe out through the mouth, dropping that rock, letting go of physical tension, mental tension, emotional tension into the nose. And out through the mouth, letting go of tension. Let's take a couple more of those on your own, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. And so when there's that stored tension, that mental, emotional, physical tension, breathing out through the mouth helps us just let go of what we're holding on to. But now I'd like you to close the mouth and begin to breathe in and out through the nose. This is a new technique. And the purpose of it is to settle the mind and to focus the mind. And so keeping the long spine, the open heart, and the easeful posture, I'd like you to breathe in and out through the nose now. And notice that by changing the nature of the breath, we're changing the effect, right? This is a different effect. We're no longer releasing tension. Now we're cultivating both a stillness of the mind and also a quality of concentration. And so over the next couple of days, I'd like you to work with these two different breaths, maybe starting off your three minutes with a couple in through the nose, out through the mouth breaths, just to let go of any tension, but then begin to work with this breathing in and out through the nose technique to create this calm, clear mind that can support you as you're being with a difficult moment, just being, really staying with the process of recognizing and accepting, okay, this is difficult for me, but I don't have to react. I can respond once I'm regrounded, you know, this breathing in and out through the nose is there to support you and being patient until you're ready to respond from your value system as opposed to react from your conditioning. And to close, I'd like to suggest to you that you've got two different types of breathing for two different, in one situation, you just have a lot of pent up energy and you can breathe out through the mouth to get rid of it. In another situation, you're, you're cultivating this steadiness of mind. You really want to stay with something. Someone asks you a question and you want to go deep and really, really find your truth. The breathing in and out through the nose is about stabilizing the mind and getting into a clear, connected, experience of what's happening it's our way into what's happening physically mentally and emotionally and so i wanted to offer you this second type of breathing to support you as you begin the work of recognizing and accepting when you're a little off the off your mark and 
and using recognizing and accepting as a way to respond as opposed to react to life happening. All right, that's your mindset podcast for the kickoff for week three. I'll be back in two days. You have a right plate my, uh, podcast tomorrow. And just continue your, your work with the three minutes and the three breaths. And if you want to extend those three minutes to in the morning, if you're enjoying it and you want to get to up to five minutes, that's, I think that will, that will work. I think if it's your choice, I think the five minutes will create a little deepening. It'll also give you a chance to use both the breathing out through the mouth and then breathing in and out through the nose. You can kind of experiment with combining those two breaths during a longer sit. All right, have a wonderful couple of days. I'll talk to you soon.